Pop quiz. Who created the first yellow card caution for football? If you answered Ken Ashton, an English referee back in 1962, you are correct. But did you know that there's a yellow card caution moment in the Bible? Stay tuned and I'll share more. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle. And what a goal. What a goal. English referee Ken Ashton, who died in 2001, famously devised the yellow and red card system for football, wanting to have a warning given to a player before sending them off and out of the game. He remarked that the idea came to him as he was driving down Kensington High Street. He noticed the traffic light. Yellow, take it easy. Red, stop, you're off. It wasn't until the 1970 World Cup in Mexico that yellow and red cards were actually introduced into the game. And up till then, there were many football matches where trouble and disorder were par for the course and left up to the official, the man in the middle, to try and manage. Hello everyone, this is Rev Brad. You know, as I was thinking and reflecting on Ashton's contributions to the most beautiful game, the thought occurred to me, was there ever a moment in the Bible where God handed out a yellow card caution? Well, predating Ashton by quite a few years, I tracked all the way back to Genesis 4 for the first cautionary moment where God forewarned someone. Allow me to read about the first time two brothers in the Bible came together and how God handed out a yellow card to one of them. Listen to this reading from Genesis 4, starting in verse 2, reading through verse 14. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Now Cain was the oldest brother. Are you an elder sibling? Yes, well, you feel me. We are supposed to be the more responsible ones. The weight is on us to do right and take care of everyone. Now, truthfully, the issue with Cain was a heart issue. 
Sure, he brought some of the efforts of his work as an offering to the Lord, but it wasn't the best of the best. And we see this in the gift of Abel, his brother. His offering is severely contrasted. He brings the best of his flocks to the Lord. He doesn't hold anything back. Let's look carefully again at the yellow card caution moment from the Lord. Read with me again, Genesis 4, verses 6 and 7. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. It's almost as if God gives Cain the chance to make a comeback. But Cain doesn't pay heed to God's warning. And next we see him delivering a proverbial two-footed studs-up tackle on his brother. He murders him. Red card for Cain. Cain, you're off. Has God ever given you a warning about something? Has he ever given you a preview of what might happen if you continue along the path? For me, as I think through some of these things, the clearest example I have sometimes comes from my time being a father. How many countless times have I warned my children? If you make this choice, it'll come with a consequence. Uh, A couple examples come to my mind. Don't leave your toys in the yard. They might get run over with the lawnmower. Sure enough, I've chewed up more than my share of, of doll toys in the yard. Or another one, don't jump off the bed like that. You'll hurt yourself. And sure enough, moments later, tears, people crying. One story I recall from my own childhood was a warning from my mother. A friend was over for the day. School was snowed out, but I needed to take my friend back to school. My mother warned me, don't take the dirt roads back home. Stay on the streets. It wasn't a massive Michigan snow, just a few inches. I took the streets to get there, but I wanted to get back quickly, and the dirt roads were at least 10 minutes faster. I mean, when you have a day off school, you want to be off school. And I was doing fine, to be truthful. In fact, I was in the home stretch, thinking to myself, what does mom know? Coming up to the next to last stop sign, I knew that the side of the road had a bit of a hole that filled with water every time it rained. And I was thinking, you know, it would be hilarious if I just blew through that and threw a bunch of snow up on the side of the road. Well, rainwater and snow are two different things. Crunch. I was stuck. Yeah, I tried the traditional rocking back and forth to get out of the snow. No luck. I got out of the car to see if I could push it out. Now, did I mention I was in shorts and a t-shirt in the middle of a Michigan winter? Unfortunately, I also had this bad habit of locking the door as I would get out of the car. I shut the door and the sound of it resounded in my ears. I knew immediately what I had done. I had locked the door. So there's my car, running. Did I mention that the dog was inside? Stuck in a snowbank, locked, and yes, I tried the other door and the hatchback, and on the country dirt roads that my mom had told me not to take. Meanwhile, I was on the outside in shorts and a t-shirt, shivering in the cold. Red card, Brad, you're out. Well, friends, there are moments in life when we get shown a yellow card caution. Maybe it's from our parents, maybe it's from one of our friends, a pastor, a mentor, or even God himself. The point of that caution isn't to be a killjoy for us. The point of the warning isn't to be a downer on our party. We're warned away from danger so we don't repeat mistakes that others have made and suffer from the consequences. We're cautioned from walking down a road that leads to worse things, to paths where we find ourselves on our own and trying to figure it out. 
All this reminds me of the poem by Portia Nelson entitled, There's a Hole in My Sidewalk. Let me read it for you. There's a Hole in My Sidewalk. Chapter 1. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2. I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend that I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. But my eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. Friends, there is a forever hole in our sidewalk which is known as sin. And God warns us over and over again, time and time again, he cautions us, sin is crouching at your door. We have to pay heed to the caution that God gives us. We need to pay attention when those around us are sharing observations with us, when they're telling us to slow down, when they're telling us that we need to take care of ourselves, when we need to be careful. We have to stop walking down the street where we know there is a hole. And maybe for some of you, only by God's strength alone can you quit walking that street and falling in that hole. You know, whether it's an addiction to pornography, whether it's an addiction to a substance, whatever it is, there are habits and sins that we keep falling into, traps that we keep falling into, and we need to pay attention to the yellow card caution that God is giving us. Well, friends, let me leave you with a prayer for those yellow card caution moments in life. God, my God, I see your yellow card caution upheld for me to see. Lord, my Lord, I hear the cautionary word in my ears, from the mouths of family and friends. Spirit, Holy Spirit, I feel the tension of sin about to pounce. My heart needs help to overcome. But I walk out my door, and I walk down the same street, even though I know it's bad for me, even know that I will fall in and give way to sin again. Help me, Lord, to pay attention. Help me, Lord, to pay heed. Help me, Lord, to go a different direction. Help me, Lord, to follow Thee. Amen. This is Rev coming to you from the Touchline.